I'm Mitch. I'm Keith. And this is the Layman's Layman's Term Term Show. The Layman's Term Show, where a couple lay people, not not clergy, clergy, talk about where life and faith intersect and have some fun conversations. Hey, welcome to this week's show. We're talking about villains. <laughs> yeah, we uh, so we're we're have we got like a four part series that's really uh, focused around the story of Moses, um, and we're looking at it from kind of a um, a story angle lens of heroes Characters. and villains and you know all that kind of stuff. So, um, so today we're talking about villains. villains. So we're talking about villains, and uh, so. What is some of the most infamous Whoa, villains wait a minute. Back it up, mind. back it up. I was told. <laughs> I was told I needed to come up with... Oh, turn the sand timer. There we go. Sand's a timer running, everybody. All right. I have my villain. You have your villain. That you told me I needed to come up with, and you said it couldn't be fictional. Could not be fictional. Could not be fictional. And I didn't want... To name a human. So here it is. <laughs> I've not fictional. Yes. Very, very real. Yes. Right? Yes. The brown recluse spider. Oof. Let's not, Come on, let's, no, I'm not even going to talk about that. one anymore. right on your shoulder. Dude, stop it. Oh. <laughs> there is nothing redeemable about that creature. All right. So if you don't know, I'm very afraid of spiders. So we're going to move past this conversation real quick. Uh, I, you give me that and I give you termites. Nobody likes termites. Has anybody ever been killed by termites? Uh, houses. There's gotta be, there's gotta be like one situation. Where a house fell down on somebody. Where a house somebody fell down on somebody because, because of, termite. of termites. There's gotta be at least one. In the history of the world, there's gotta be one. Now, I will say termites are, um, food for a lot of other animals of course monkeys and, and no i think the, i think termites have a lot of redeeming features i don't think so they do they're um they're they're the world's recyclers and composters um you know without so are ants without termites we would have a problem without brown recluse i'm getting specific no, oh, don't, but without the brown recluse spider no one would <laughs> no one would it wouldn't <laughs> change a thing they don't consume enough they don't consume enough oh, just let's, other let's, bugs let's or, stop yeah let's stop with that one Okay, perfect. Awesome. All right. Now, let's talk about fictional villains. Okay, fictional villains. Fictional villains. Now, I said Cruella DeVille. Okay. Because she she's kidnapping puppies. But then yeah. you were saying that there's some movie out now where she's like... Yeah, now all the things... Considered is like to... a good person or something? Well, or was it a prequel? No, I think... Um, so, I think like the terminology would be like... Um, Backstory? Well, like an... Like an, like an anti-villain, or a. Um, once you get more of the backstory of a villain, what's created a villain's modus Villainy. operandi, right? Yeah. What, um, when that villain's has experienced situational traumas, or um, when when you've developed a sympathy. Like you the, understand why you they're can, villainous. You can your empathy can like, kick oof. in and understand yeah. why they're villainous. It and when it moves from a motive of pure selfish evil and self-serving greedy ambition 
and there's some there's another layer to it mm-hmm. it softens the it it removes them from being a pure villain yeah and then it's like an anti-villain or a or a sub-villain or I, a, just, I just think we leave cruel and devil alone she she was trying to make fur coats out of dalmatians like that does and i haven't i seen don't really that. care what happens in your backstory to cause you to want to do that but it just doesn't seem redeemable. Okay. But yet she could be redeemed. Anyway. So, uh, so like what makes a villain a villain? You kind of touched on it a little bit. Yeah. Right? You kind of touched on a little bit like this. Um, selfish. Selfish motivation. Self-serving motivation. The yes. motivation causes somebody. So maybe not the actions per se. But it's the, the motivation behind, the, motivation the, behind so the action. The actions can be evil, bad, right? Like, like um, car speeding down the interstate at three hundred, you know, kilometers an hour, and I had to use kilometers because I said three hundred. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. See what I did there? Yeah. Um, kilometers. I had to go kilometers. I, I had to. Yeah, I had to go British on you. So. Um, screaming down the interstate and um, causes a wreck and um, hurts a bunch of people. And this is just reckless, villainous, bad behavior. And then you realize they were rushing someone to the hospital who was having in the middle of cardiac arrest. Mm-hmm. And, right. Mm-hmm. And then it, then it changes. Right. Yeah. The Yeah. So that's what we're talking about. It's like, um, it's like when you hear of somebody that's like, say, stealing from a retail establishment just because I don't know they they want to they get a thrill out of it or whatever. Okay. Versus somebody like on no money like at their like Aladdin, Aladdin in the bread. You know, Aladdin like you know like like somebody taking diapers for their kid because they're you know their babies had the same diaper for a week or something, right? Like. You you feel more empathy because of the motivation right. behind the person um, than you do. So, so 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 we're talking fictional villains. Uh, we could talk about. I mean, that's what we're talking. What, about. Well, what we're, what we're kind of talking about is so through the lens of the story of Moses to get. So let's let's backtrack or or get on track with with the story of Moses. Um, Are you calling Pharaoh a villain? Yes. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure there's some Egyptians that wouldn't, but. Most other people would. So, so we look at uh, the role of the the Pharaoh right in the story, um, and w- not not only does he, uh, you know, decree to kill off all the uh, the Hebrew boys and only keep the girls. Yeah, right. We're past that. I mean, we're past that. But that's obviously we're doubling. You down. know, the motivation behind that isn't great. Um, so then, uh, you know, you've got the the Hebrew. Uh, people are building bricks for him, making bricks, right? Yeah. To so he can expand his kingdom, and and so he's he's yeah. So here we makes go. them here. Well, let's add some scripture. Okay, add some scripture. Let's, let's read it um, because we're gonna have. Uh, let's do Exodus five, um, one through nine. Yeah, so here we go. Uh, or so. Well, yeah, I'm just gonna pick through here. This so Aaron and Moses. Um, say this to Pharaoh, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, let my people go so that they may hold a festival to me in the wilderness. So they've made a request. Hey, 
dude, can we? Dude, come on. Can we? All right. It's, it's, we've done enough. Like, yeah. We've worked hard enough. We've worked hard enough. We're out, right? Yeah. To which Pharaoh says, who is the Lord that I should obey him and let Israel go? I do not know the Lord and I will not let Israel go. That was a, uh, that's a, that's a no for me, dog. <laughs> that's, a, that's a hard no for me, dog. <laughs> that's, or Ibis so, or whatever. say these days. Yeah. What, what was the Egyptian, the I, when Ibis, wasn't that the dog? One of the, you know, trying to remember my Egyptian mythology. Mm, mm, mm. That's know. a no for me, Ibis. That's a no for me, Ibis. All right. Anyway, um, then they said, the God of the Hebrews has met with us. Now let us take a three-day journey into the wilderness to offer sacrifices to the Lord our God, or he may strike us with plagues or with the sword. But the king of Egypt said, Moses and Aaron, why are you taking the people away from their labor? Get back to your work. Then Pharaoh said, look, the people of the land are now numerous, and you are stopping them from working. So, yeah. Now our villain. Now's like now, three day vacation. There ain't no vacation no, plan. Mm-mm. No three day. No retirement. No. No three day weekends. No half days Keep off back school. To work. Wait a minute. Sorry. Off topic. Off topic. Um. So anyway, the same day. Here we go. Here we go. We're getting. To, we're getting so he's probably stewing over it. Oh all yeah. Day, right. Well, like yeah. he's like he's like these. The nerve of these yeah. people. He, well, he's saying. Now this is happening. You know what? I I just thought of something. Uh, I'm, not only do you not get a three day vacation, but now this is happening. Yep. All right. So we're getting ready. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, verse uh, uh, se- seven. Seven. Um, well, actually six. They, the same day, Pharaoh gave this order to the slave drivers and overseers in charge of the people. You're no longer to supply the people with straw for making bricks. Let them go and gather their own straw, but require them to make the same number of bricks as before. Don't reduce the quota. They are lazy. That is why they are crying out, let us go and sacrifice to our God. Make the work harder for the people so that they keep working and pay no attention to lies. Dude, so rude horrible so villainous straw is used as like a binder to make bricks right it's like the egg of bricks back then yeah it's like the uh um reinforcement like uh fiberglass reinforced concrete yeah Uh, like a rebar yeah or or just like fibers like fiberglass (laughs) reinforced concrete yeah so uh without it you can't make bricks yeah. Or they're really bad. Yeah, and I think you know, straw probably has a little, you know, a little gluten left over in it. That's always good to sure. stick things together. So now they don't get the straw to make the bricks. They got to go get their own straw to make the bricks. Yeah. You ever had oatmeal? And uh, I don't really like oatmeal. Have you ever but... had oatmeal? Have your kids ever had oatmeal? Yes, Penny loves oatmeal. Have you ever had like the half bowl oatmeal that they just left on the counter and everybody ran out of the house because we're in a hurry and then you come no, home I later? No, I don't eat that. But I've seen no, it. You've seen it? Yeah. It just I've throw... had to like just throw clump bo- it out just of throw the, the bowl away. Bowl just. No, just throw it away. Yeah. The whole thing. So, um, pretty villainous move here, right? Because you're you're keeping the quota for the number of bricks the same. Yep. And now you're giving them a bunch more work to do. I, I can't imagine collecting straw is like, you know, an easy task for them to just be able to go and, oh, that's like 5% yeah, more work. Hey, it's got to be a lot more work, don't yeah, you think? Yeah, and like, all right, so the... The overseers, slave drivers, and handlers here. Mm-hmm. Pharaoh tells them to not supply them with straw, right? Mm-hmm. Interesting question. 
weren't there probably already wasn't like getting straw like a slave's job anywhere? Well, maybe the transportation so, of it, but maybe they were buying. You don't know. Maybe they were I buying no straw. Idea. Maybe the straw was a byproduct of something else that they were doing. Like no, but you know what I'm saying? It's like maybe they they just had it and they're like, oh well, we need to make bricks. Go give it to the slaves, right? Okay. We'll send some slaves with a cart to come get it, right? But now he's like, you know what? No, we're gonna use that for something else. You go out to the field and get your own. Got it. Right. That's what I. That's how I interpret it. Right. So my my. You know, I'm going to make a really bad analogy. I love it. You ready for a really bad analogy? Yeah, I make really good analogies, so I I could use a I use a humbling bad one. So, it's like it's like when people complain that their boss is giving them more work but not enough time to do it. You know, like you know, like you hear like a like a like a like a company is like laying off half their workforce or mm. a third or whatever. But they're not slowing down production. But they're not slowing down production and they want to still like have the same profits. Not calling companies villainous. Not making that just mm. just a real like a real world analogy. Just, you know, and, and immediately when you hear that, immediately when you hear, hey, we're we're laying off a third of the workforce, mm-hmm. but we need all this stuff done and we need it done sooner. You're like, please lay me off, let, give me a severance, right? Because I don't want to stay and have to do even more work, right? right? So just real world example, I'm sure it, like a lot of people have been in that situation or know somebody that's been in that situation. Is, I've read about the situation. Yeah. So obviously very, very tough. Hey, sometimes um, that, in, uh, that drives up the stock price though. Almost always. <laughs> almost always. Because you're saving expenses. Labor is one of the most, uh, one of your highest expense in any business. Should be. So, um, yeah. So how does that reaction, how does that reaction, not only does he just dismiss, like, it'd be one thing if Pharaoh was like, no, guys, stop. You're not, I'm not going to give you a three-day weekend. Um, go back to work. Make your bricks. And that was it, mm-hmm. right? Because then you'd kind of be like, well, you know, he said no, you know. Um, but, like, just to go on overboard with it and was like how how dare these people demand something of me i'm gonna make their life miserable yeah i think um i think that strikes to the heart of the the villainous um uh mode and all right so to be the villain Mm -hmm. you have to you have to be um the antithesis to the hero Mm -hmm. and to be the hero you have to not be selfish. You have to be, um, you have to be fighting for a greater cause or a greater purpose or or others, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so to be anti that, you're completely against anything positive mm-hmm. for anyone else. So. I think Pharaoh's reaction or his doubling down is this is they is his defiance of a god he doesn't believe in the power of. Oh, you think it you think it has to do with the fact that it was for God that he doesn't believe in. You think that's the motivating behind it? Well, that's the motivation or that's what Moses and Aaron brought. 
right. beforehand, right. they could have they could have came. I what mean, if they I, just wanted a three day three day weekend to uh, sit around? They could have just set, have a meal if they would have came and said, "Hey, I want a three day weekend." He's like, "No, no three day weekend," and that's it. But they're like, "Hey, we want a three day weekend because our God says give us one." Mm. That's when he's like, "Well, now this is happening. What's mm. your God going to do about this?" Yeah, and that's a teaser for you. <laughs> if you don't know the story, if you that's don't, a teaser. <laughs> that is a teaser right there, because then God says, "Now this is happening." Hey, don't don't jump ahead. Don't Sorry. jump ahead. Sorry. So, so vice versa. Let me ask a, a different question for you. So, if if motivation is if if a bad motivation causes okay. you to be villainous. Does a bad motivation cause you to not be a hero? So you did this heroic act, but the motivation was was not selfless. Maybe the motivation's selfish. Do you still do you still get the hero status? I mean, granted, maybe only you know your motivation, right? But like if you if you did something uh, charitous, right? Like you, you gave oh, hey, something I think that's away. Called, I think that's called an antihero. Is it right? Like you know what I mean? Like you're. It's good, but it's coming from a flawed place, or a flawed place goes and does something good. So it's not pure. Like we have pure right. well, unadulterated heroism. A villain because of it. I'm just saying, like, do do you lose that hero status? No, and you just did a good deed. No, it's it's the whole it's the whole antihero thing. Hmm. I don't know, I'd have to re-listen to that Taylor Swift song. <laughs> I don't I can't even I don't even know how to respond to that. <laughs> Who's Taylor Swift? Oh my goodness. I'm, I'm joking. So she's a she's a sixteen year old country music artist. I think she's just older broke, than that. Just broke through. I think she's a little bit I think she's seventeen. No oh sorry. I was trying to date our episode <laughs> back to <laughs> just a breakthrough country music artist. Country music. Uh, so what I think, what I think is also interesting in this is, um, it's really, it's really to Pharaoh's response is really two part. I think, I think the first part is him responding to the request for a three day weekend. He's like, no, but then his like doubling down on making them do more work is really a reaction, right? Like, like later he's so mad about this. He's mm-hmm. like, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. Yeah. You're ready for the, ready for this analogy. You know what I mean? Here's your analogy. Yeah. It's like, it's like, you know, four o'clock in the afternoon, last day of school. Mm. Kid says, Hey dad, can we have ice cream tonight after yeah. dinner? And dad's like, uh, no, no ice cream, no dinner. Go to bed now. Five o'clock. See ya. Well, that's a reaction. I know. That's Moses. Yeah. Or sorry, that's what uh, the he Pharaoh, did. Yeah. Yeah. That's what Pharaoh did to Moses there. Like Man. You know, and then it's like, oh yeah, go tell your go tell your sister. <laughs> Same thing applies to her. <laughs> and what, you're grounded for the weekend. Yeah. That's what <laughs> for even asking for anything. Yeah. Cream. Yeah. And go and now you have to go next door and unplug the neighbor's freezer. <laughs> So their kids can't have ice cream either. See, my reaction is the opposite. My reaction would be like, 
Totally. Let's go to the grocery store. Let's spend $50 and let's make the best ice cream sundaes we've ever had in our entire life. Oh, yeah. Is that, is that, does that make me a hero? Oh, yeah. Or, or villainous. No, it's a, you're a hero that day. <laughs> Have you ever done that? Just that? like went to the grocery store for dessert. Yeah. Just oh, yeah. bought like, you know, like chocolate sauce, caramel sauce. No, we've done bananas. Uh, we've done, you know, like, hey, what do you, Oh yeah, like, you know, celebrate an end of a semester. Mm -hmm. right? Why, you know, mm -hmm. just pick the thing you want to celebrate. Like, hey, do you want to? Do you want to go? But sometimes it's good to go somewhere to just get the specific dessert, right? right. Like the ice cream shop like or, the, or Dairy go, Queen. Dairy Queen, not a sponsor. Dairy B or um, Dairy De King, De Creamery, or De Creamery. Like, like you just mm -hmm. you know pick your spot. You want to go do the thing, not McDonald's because it's always broken. <laughs> Uh, a McDonald's that isn't broken. Sometimes you, you go to McDonald's, the ice cream machine's broken, but you get the fries, so then you can drive to Wendy's oh, to get, get the, the frosty. frosty, to put the McDonald's fries mm -hmm. into the Wendy's frost. Never mm -hmm. done that. Um, so, but yes, we've done the, you know, or you give the kids, you know, what do you want to do? Like, you want to go to the grocery store and we'll just like pilfer the frozen section. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're like, oh yeah. Let's do that. Let's go get a whole box of those frozen Twix bars and mm. 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 So yeah, oh yeah, of course. I've done that for it now. Um, story from my childhood: we grew up. You know, it was it was a thirty minutes to get to the nearest Dairy Queen. I mean, probably fifteen minute drive, but like you had to, you know, that, that's work, right? Like you got to get the kids around, and you got to get you know, by the time you get out, got to get out of the driveway, you got to get mm. to the Dairy Queen. Like mm -hmm. it's a big long thing. And uh, yeah, one time. Uh, yeah, this is so. This probably like defines um, something about my my DIY personality. Mm -hmm. But I clearly remember my dad saying one time, we "We're like, we're like, Dad, can we, can we go get Dairy Queen? Can we get? You know, he goes, Dairy, I'll make you Dairy Queen." <laughs> and it was awesome. Yeah, got out whatever we had, right? Just pull it out of the freezer, yeah. vanilla ice cream, throw it in the mm -hmm. blender, big old scoop of peanut butter, mm -hmm. chocolate syrup, mm -hmm. blend that baby up. Mm -hmm. I'll make you Dairy Queen. In college. So that's, in college, that explains me. That's me in a nutshell. I always had vanilla ice cream in my freezer and frozen strawberries. And I would make strawberry milkshakes. And then we'd go, we go into um, one of the, the hall, one of the lecture halls that had a, you know, big projector screen and everything. We'd hook up the Nintendo 64, Ooh. play a little Mario Kart, drinking strawberry. I had a blender, bring the blender, bring the ice cream, bring the strawberries confused the heck out of the security guards for the first like few times that we did it because you know we're college kids on a weekend drinking a fluid you know and so then it became they would come and get a milkshake from oh. us yeah i love making milkshakes see your milkshake. just on the side see your milkshakes brought all the <laughs> security <laughs> guards to, to the yard <laughs> yep dang right that's awesome yeah so yeah, man, I love making ice cream. Now, have you ever made ice cream? Like made, All the time. made ice cream, like from fam milk, family from, tradition, baby. You know stuff. Yeah. Um, Shauna did for the Girl Scouts once as a as a project. You know, got the oh yeah, got the salt and I have, you know did I the have thing. Four. I have four ice cream freezers. They're called. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I could reduce the power grid. <laughs> With when I plug them all in at once, I actually done it before. 
We had an ice cream uh, machine for a while yeah. that you you froze the the tub and then you put it in, then you put oh, all the ingredients total. in, and then it would it oh, would yeah. spin for you. Amateur hour. Um, Make it. It was great. It was great. I have four quart, six quart. It's a gallon and a half right there. Man, we why, why aren't we making ice cream right it's now? It's like eight degrees this morning. That's true. That's true. But it's going to be like mid-40s. It's perfect ice cream when you eat in weather. I haven't had ice cream in forever because of Shauna's lactose intolerance. I'm sorry. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, Keith and I are going to wrap this up and go get ice cream. Yeah. Um, but, no, kidding. All kidding aside, I want to keep going because I want to um, – this is just a – I'm having too much fun with this one. Yeah. This whole villain thing. But um, I want to go on a rant. Oh, okay. All right. Thanks uh, for the pre-warning. Yeah. So there's this term that like I have just become privy to. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm sure you've heard it. Okay. You may have heard it longer than I. Mm-hmm. But I don't think you've heard it for very long. Okay. I want tell me right now. How long have you known about this phrase, gaslighting? Oh, a while. How long? Uh, college, maybe. Okay. Well. Because we took philosophy and, and theology. and I, I think, looked it up. I think it's somewhere in there. In the, I looked it up. Yeah. It's kind of joined our lexicon as mm-hmm. a popular word, mm-hmm. 2016 mm-hmm. to 2018. Mm-hmm. It's gained this popularity. Uh, it's based off uh, a novel from like the early 1900s yes. that yep. turned into a film in like the 1930s, mm-hmm. um, all about the same name, Gaslight, um, blah, blah, blah. But really it hasn't like joined like the lexicon, like the common English usage. And now it's like the buzzword that gets used all the time. All the time. And- Especially so, in an argument. All you know, the time. Is you just people just drop it like, oh, stop gaslighting. All us. the time, right? It's like And I'm like, and I don't even know what it means. No, yeah. seriously, I don't know what it means. Oh, so I got, but you looked it up. So I gotta go look it up. I gotta okay. go do this research. It pretty much means intentionally manipulating to make the other person feel like they're taking crazy pills. Yes. Right? Yeah. That's that's pretty yeah, much what it means. Sort it of, means like yeah. in intentionally twisting things to make your motive your goal is to get the other person to question their reality yeah right well yeah yes yeah looked it up okay i mean that's not that's not how people use it today but that's here, that's the traditional definition of it that's yes like and there's all sorts of different um psychological approaches yep. for this process mm-hmm. of of convincing someone that the reality they're in they're not experiencing the way everyone else is yeah right that, yeah that, that's right yeah it's like it's like if we were like convince you that your shirt is purple yes, right now and exactly. it's not and it's not but you're like everybody's so convincing to you yeah that you think there's something wrong with you your eyesight or your brain yeah, or something exactly right. that's it right right okay now i'm going to define irony Okay. okay. After I learn what this phrase means, I feel like the whole world has been gaslighting me with this phrase because I felt like this is a word that everybody has known what it means forever. Oh, yeah, no. And I'm just like 
slow to come around like this was one of my uh, like i'm like was this a vocabulary word in sure fourth like was, I miss this. was this a vocabulary word in fourth grade like what's right. this what's this mean and like are we talking about the whole gas stove issue right now with the gas lighting like i don't know like or we like i know gas burns like light gas gas fuel i don't I don't know. Yeah, like lighting, it's dangerous. And I don't know why yeah. it's taken me so long to look it up, but as far as I know, this word's only been around for like six months. No, it's... I, so I've been... Yeah. Ironically, yeah. I've been gaslighted by the entire world with <laughs> this phrase true. in no, 2022. it's not something that you knew. So I, you, you, you can't call that gaslighting because you didn't know what it was before. Now, if you had... If you had come to the world and said, this is what gaslighting is, and the world's like, no, it's not, it's this, and it changed your mind, then that would be gaslighting. I don't like made-up words. Actually, I do. I love them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, 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 just to clarify, in case there's people listening that don't know what the common vernacular is with gaslighting. It's oh, just, it's different than my definition? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they... Most people, if you ask what gaslighting was, right? Like, hey, they're like, oh, stop gaslighting me. And you're like, what does that mean? I don't know, right? They'd be okay. like, they'd be like, trying to, trying to argue a point that either you don't believe yourself, okay? So it's like uh, the sky is purple, and you're arguing it, right? Okay, but you don't believe the sky is actually purple, or it's where you're you're giving somebody basically you're giving somebody false information and you know it right so it's kind of, it's similar it's similar to the actual definition yeah so you but believe it's, but yeah. it's, the, it's the crazy part at the end like trying to make them feel insane yeah that's it is is the part that people leave off today they're just they're just saying like stop trying to argue no, but with known false information if that makes sense yeah I, but i think the whole you know calling the sky which is, i've seen this purple, sky purple. yeah i think it's more like if, if a, i was like you need a different color if i was like hey did you know that 53 percent of americans think the sky is purple and not blue well i just made that up okay right so i know that i made it up but i'm trying to convince you by by false you know statistics and stuff like that My wife was watching. Am this. I gaslighting you right now on the vernacular definition of gaslighting? Maybe. Maybe. You'll never know. Oh, I will. <laughs> I looked it up. I read. I read the whole Wikipedia article, which is true because it's on the internet. Yeah. Well, Wikipedia can be, uh, you know, edited by anybody. So. Woo. Well, that's all, all the right. time we have. It is. Yeah, that's well, it. Join right. it. What are we talking about next week? Uh, victims. Victims of, of gas of no, gaslighting. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks. Thanks for joining us today. No, it's and, a lot of fun. Uh, it was a it was a great it was a great time. Thanks for letting me rant. Yeah. And uh, Keith, look out for that spider, dude. Bye.